0: Biggest
1: biggest acquisition news for today is that uh, the New York Times bought Wordle, guys. Very big deal. What's what's Wordle? <laughs> it's uh, it's honestly the a game that's been
0: uh my bo- if it's the game I'm thinking though, I think my boss is playing it. Today.
1: A lot, a lot of people have been playing it, bro. It's actually gotten like a lot of traction. My wife was playing it. it. Um, it's basically like a, it's just a word game. Like you have like you six have tries. The word? Yeah, you have six yeah. tries to guess the word. It's honestly kind of a big deal. Like it's like that game was freaking fun. (laughs) It is really fun, yeah. I've been I've been playing every day. But like, like everybody, like Chris, Chris's like face is you know what some people would probably react to with that. But like that's actually it's actually low key a big deal because the game has gone like crazy viral. A ton of people are playing it. So like in amongst all the news, you know about the thing that we're going to talk about, amongst all that news, um, like the news of the Wordle thing leaked in there, and, like, the same people who are commenting on the whole uh Bungie thing are also commenting on the Wordle thing, like, yo, New York mm-hmm. Times, don't fuck this up. Uh, <laughs>
0: We're
1: gonna be mad. It's actually really funny.
0: Wordle is <laughs> gonna be exclusive to newspaper platforms.
2: <laughs> when you first said it, I thought you said Squirtle. I was like, New York Times bought Squirtle. What the fuck?
1: No. Word, Wordle. 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 Um. Well... All right, guys, I'm already recording, so, you know, you might as well get into it here, guys. Um, we're, You know, we're, Wordle's fun and all, but, you know, we're going to get into the big acquisition. Game of, of the week, day. Wordle. <laughs> Game of the year, Wordle. Um, but yeah, guys, you already know what it is. Thank you for watching the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news. I'm your boy, Black Ice joined by my co-host each and every week starting off with my boy manny over there to the right aka goop master flex what's going on bro here to know stay gooping stay, stay gooping stay. and and cool. hooping okay you got got those something else in there all right i feel that um we also got my boy down low here mr may 25th 525 how you doing bro
2: good but just trying to understand the hooping part
0: yeah, it's a straight ice yo, outside, okay, bro.
2: Two oh, 2K, okay. Oh, no, no, not okay. 2K. Okay, We're talking yo. about
0: real life, yo. Damn, ain't life. no We're way to play ball head 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 right now, my dude. We the headband too, yo. Uh,
2: uh, that was way too convenient for you to just have next to you for that moment, bro. like what? Uh, <laughs> yo, no, baby, stay with the
0: headband,
2: yo. If you guys are listening my, and not if my watching, if
0: wasn't like buried in the corner, I would grab the ball
2: too. <laughs> you missed a great moment just now. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, guys, if you guys are watching um, <laughs> on YouTube, thank you guys for watching. For those of you who are listening, though, um, you know, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatnot, uh, we do have a video podcast up on YouTube. Actually, let me backtrack a little bit on that. A little bit of housekeeping there. Um, we were fortunate enough to get early access to Spotify's video podcasting platform. So chances are if you're on Spotify, um, you may be able to see what Manny just did as well. So make sure to check that out. Um, And then also come over to the YouTube page. Make sure you like and subscribe. You know, we appreciate every uh, follower and subscriber that we get. Helps to grow the channel. Helps us to do some really cool and amazing things down the road. So uh, yeah, that's that. Now, moving on to the core part of the episode. Or I guess not the you know, we, 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 you know how we start things off normally, guys. If you guys have been listening, you guys have been watching, you know how we normally start things off here. We just had a big ass blizzard, about two feet of snow in some places in Connecticut. Um, not too bad around here, but you know, still kind of annoying to shovel through. So, with that being said, Chris, hit us off with the icebreaker for this week.
2: Uh, yeah, it's getting kind of cold outside. We just had a little bit of a storm. Um, not as bad as what I think we've had to pass, but still, bad nonetheless. It is white everywhere outside. And we're about to take a look little colder, look little colder, with the icebreaker. Very simple question this week, gentlemen. Um, You could choose a director, you know, obviously from the world of movies, um, to take the helm to direct or give direction to a video game. Who would it be? Simple, simple, simple. Hmm. Um, funny, I had a different answer for this question the other day. But I'm going to go in a different direction today. I had to choose a director. Matter of fact, my honor will mention. Michael Bay, I believe in you to make a video game that had good explosions. I do. I do. But, um... In a twist of events, I'm going to have to say what if M. Night Shyamalan could make a horror video game? Crickets hmm. or thought emojis. What are we getting on that? Bro, we just... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not so familiar with the director. Alright, I mean, you know. so M. Night Shyamalan, I ain't going to hold you. You don't got the best of track records. Like, when he hits, he hits... He does a lot of misses on, on the bat too. I ain't gonna hold him. But he did signs, he did uh The Sixth Sense, did Split. He also did what was that movie Devil? Uh he also did The Happening. He also did uh Old that just came out recently. I don't even know how that didn't You said glass, right? Oh, glass! He did that. Um, unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, split. I did say split. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, th- those three are the, those three are the hitters. I mean, signs <laughs> and well, signs is iffy. Uh the f- oh my god, what the sixth sense?
2: Yeah, sixth sense. Yeah, And yeah, Signs. Yeah. I
1: just didn't know if you said it though,
2: but yeah, that <laughs> that was a hitter. Um, when he hits, he hits. That's all I could say. You know, when he <clears> hits, <throat> he hits. Oh, maybe. he did Avatar The Last Airbender 2. Oh, my
1: God. I was just going to say, like, you know, he got more, way more misses than hits.
2: Ooh, who knows but, bad. But what would you want to see him make? I would love to see him do a horror, or maybe even, like even a horror, but like a psychologically thrilling kind of game. Reason being, I, the reason why I always feel like a lot of his movies fall on their faces is because his shtick is that his movies have a twist at the end, right? Like, you cannot watch an M. Night Shyamalan movie without seeing some kind of swerve or some shit that comes at the end. Sometimes they're really good, oftentimes they're very bad. I feel like the swerves that he goes for in the majority of his movies that don't work, it's because he's doing it in this ultra-realistic setting, trying to do it in movie form, but there's a lot of passes that we give to certain shit. Excuse me. In video games, sometimes, narratively, that I think it maybe would translate better if in that medium. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, <clears throat> for example, even though Signs was a really, really good movie, the ending of that would have been really cool to see at the end of a video game after you've gotten to the end of it or whatever. Um, even the movie, the video game that, even though um, not the video game, the movie, I think this is the Devil one where they're all in that elevator or whatever and trying to like figure out how to figure that situation out. That could have been what Twelve Minutes was easily to me very easily you know there, there's there's, a lot of different things I think because the one thing I'll never take away from him is that his stuff is unique it might not always be good but he definitely always tries to come at it from a unique angle every single time and I just don't always think it translates well in the movie setting
0: mm-hmm.
1: no I, but I feel you there it'd be different,
2: different in the video game one
1: like I'm thinking of him making like a Silent Hill game or something like that like Silent Hill is just weird bizarre wacky mm-hmm. or him doing um, even
2: something like the medium I could see <laughs> easily
1: right oh. mm. no I can definitely I could definitely vibe with that I like that um again he has a lot more misses than he has hits He do. but he do. when he does hit you know it's definitely very entertaining I would love to see him just take <clears throat> a crack at it um <clears throat> you mentioned 12 minutes like I do think that's something that um Annapurna Interactive, I'm pretty sure they're the ones who made 12 minutes as well I'm or publish it I should say um I would love to see them work with him on something. That would be really interesting.
2: Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. There's something different, you know what I'm saying? Something
0: different. Mm-hmm. Might have, oh, might have. You know, that, that would be nice. We need more psychological thriller games. Oh, yeah. You already know. I'm yeah. here for all of those. Just Maybe. don't be too scary, or else I won't play it.
2: <laughs> yes, or you'll you only play it on
0: stream. You know, that too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's, that'll probably be the only... uh uh, I can't even think of the word, or whatever. But so, what director I would want? I'm I'm not gonna lie, yo. When I was looking through uh Christopher Nolan's movies, and I saw Inception, I'm like, I think Christopher Nolan, if he teamed up with Remedy, would probably mm. make a banging game because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like his like movies like Inception, just like remind me of like a Remedy game like Control or whatever, where it's just yeah. like weird as fuck, but, like, it's just so good in storytelling-wise, so... Like, I feel like if they were to somehow team up one day to make a game, I think it would be an insta-hitter. Like, like imagine an Inception video game. Like, what? Imagine
2: love-
1: an Alan
0: Wake video game made
1: by Christopher Nolan.
2: Yo, what? On Unreal Engine <laughs> 5. <What? laughs>
0: but I But, like, like I said, I just feel like yo, I, I'm, my bad, like, I, I'm a homer. Inception is one of my favorite movies of all time, so like, I gotta put that up there. I feel you, I feel you. I mean, I, I, I can see them
1: taking the concept of Inception and fusing that into Alan Wake, where, like, I mean, that was kind of what was happening in the first one, where he yeah. wasn't entirely sure what was, like, if it, everything that was happening to him was real. So you take that a step further, and, like, he, I think by the end of Alan Wake 1, he ends up in, like, some shadow dimension somewhere. So you fuse that into Alan Wake 2, where it's, like, what's real, what's not, like, you know,
0: uh, mm, mm. Yeah.
1: I yeah. Like,
0: like it. I, like I said, I feel like him just, like, Remedy just makes those games, so, like, you know if they just, you know, team up. Uh.
2: That's nice. I'm not <laughs> mad at that at all. Okay. I feel like I like both of these, yo.
1: They, they're uh, both, you know, like, Thriller, psychological, horror type of angles. Um, hmm, I like these. So I'm I'm considering that those are like, those types of games and movies are like my thing. It's funny that you two would say that, and I'm saying something that's virtually <laughs> completely different. But um, yeah. So <clears throat> I want two people, two directors to work together on a GTA game. And those two are James Gunn, and Taika Watiti. I want both of them to work together on a GTA game. Now, if you think about, I mean, you know, the, the, both of these guys—they're—they're—they're they're, um, they're best known for making Marvel movies, right? So obviously, we know James Gunn's made Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, he also made the Suicide Squad movie, the, the most recent one, and now he's making the Peacemaker show. All of them are extremely funny. They have extremely wild and wacky characters. And he does such a good job of balancing all of them in in a world like like it's all like all his movies are just kind of like an ode to cults of personalities. Like there's just a bunch of crazy ass people in the world, some normal, some obviously not very normal. It, it it plays out to me very similarly to how you would interact with certain characters in GTA. Right. Like you think about even GTA five, like the, the core story of it. You have the three main characters um, Oh, my God. Trevor is the one I'm thinking of off the top. The main one I'm thinking of, but I can't remember the other two names. But Trevor's oh, like a completely oh, oh, oh. wild ass oh. character that's like completely unforgettable. And I would imagine James Gunn and Tycho like pulling together just this crazy cast of people. You know, Tycho's a whole nother per- personality in that of himself. Like he made Thor Ragnarok, arguably one of my favorite Marvel movies, hands down, um, <clears throat> like great comedy. Another one of those like balancing crazy personalities, like Jeff Goldblum's character, and you know having Hulk in there, like it's just really fun, colorful, wild movies. Um And bringing that aesthetic and and you know all the things that come along with it, all the characters and whatnot, into mental thought, I think would be really cool.
0: You know, that would be a great idea. But the only thing that will suck is we ain't gonna see like that game come out for another like twenty years. So like. <laughs> <laughs> that means uh they got plenty of time to you know make it right with gta you need a gta man it's you know i remember the first rumor said 2023 and now it's like 2025 and
1: it's just like i want it man i want it hmm. at this point just to just to pace things i'm more interested in seeing where this gta online update is going to be like what that's going to look like how much of a change it's going to be because uh, there was, like, some information that leaked about it um, this past couple weeks, and it seems like they're going to handle, like, um cosmetics very differently now, and it, there's a rumor that's saying that it won't be cross-play, so, like, at least, like, cross-generation play, so, like, it'll, if you if you have a Series X or Series S, you can only play with Series X and Series S people, and, you know, obviously, it kind of sucks, because, um, you know, we have some friends that still have older Xboxes, but... I'm curious what that's all going to look
0: like, because, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good, because, you know, they're, they're slowly, you know, losing our interest. It's been too long. Well, I mean, they just picked mine back
1: up, apparently, with GCA Online. I've been playing that um, for almost like Almost 10 weeks.
2: years, man. It'll be 10 years next September. I don't September. think they're losing nobody's interest, if I'm being real. I, the only reason I, why I say that, too, mm-hmm. ass, is because I always feel like there's like a, a, a small group, not small, but a decent-sized group of kids who are not allowed to play that game until they get up a certain age, and then they touch it for the first time, and they're having a blast. Like that, this is the only game I kind of feel like that really truly applies to. Out of all yeah. the games out there, I feel like this is the one where they're like, "You're not getting this, Billy, till you're 15." <laughs> and
1: then little Billy
2: the done got some GTA and he out, you're tripping. So like, I don't know. I just see it working that way. I could be completely <laughs> off, but just, I don't think I don't you know. are, man.
0: I don't think you are at all. Shout out to Billy.
2: Yeah, shout out, <laughs> little Billy, man. Whoever you are, wherever you are. <laughs> all right.
1: Um, let's see here. All right. Well, Chris, that was a great icebreaker as always. Um, I would love to see, would love to see an M Night Shyamalan game with Purna. I would just I'd just be curious to see how weird that's gonna be. Yeah. Um obviously, many, you know, I'm 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 here for the inception stuff, whatever game that may be. Um I really would love for it to be an Alan Wake game, but you know, if they make something else different, that'd be dope too. Uh but but you guys kind of Chris's Chris's question uh kind of stirs the spirit of the idea of crossovers, right? Things that we've talked about in the past. So like, you know, the movie industry and the games industry coming together. And it brings us to kind of our first news segment for today, and that's uh, the Halo TV series. We finally got uh, a full fledged trailer for it. Um, I, I have to say, I really wasn't expecting to see it, uh, you know, in this form. Like they they just kind of dropped it in the middle of um, the AFC Championship game on Sunday. So, you yeah, know, that was cool. I guess you get you try to get some ma- the mainstream audience interested in the show. Obviously, that's that's why you want to throw it there where you got a lot of eyeballs on it. But man, I have to say, as a Halo fan, I am very, very impressed with what I've seen so far in the in the, the trailer. Very excited for the series. It's going to be coming March 24th to Paramount Plus only. So um, I have to brush off my subscription to that and uh, check it out when it comes out. But guys, what do you guys think of the trailer that you saw on Sunday? Manny, I'll start with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was... Like you said, very surprising. Nobody was expecting it, but of course they pulled it out. Trailer looks amazing. Um, but like I mentioned earlier, it's like it's weird not having like you know Master Chief's voice being like Master Chief's voice, if you know what I mean. Especially when he have been playing Halo games for like a long time. But it like overall looks great. Um, can't wait to see how um, like the story unfolds. You know what we're gonna see, what we're gonna get, because. You know, it's like our first Halo non-low-budget, like, TV series. The only thing that does suck is Paramount Plus, and, you know, I'm broke. But, like, I'll figure it out. (laughs) But, yeah, everything looked great, you know, from, like, the armors to, like, the action season, everything like that, seeing the Covenant, all that kind of stuff. I'm excited to see what, you know, what they have to offer, pretty much.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um... Chris, I know you specifically <clears throat> talked about the production value in this one. So uh, yeah. you know, what, what did you think, what you saw?
2: Um, I, I'm actually quite impressed with what I saw. Not even going to hold you. Visually, it's leaps and, bam, leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. <laughs> <laughs> leaps and bounds better than what I could have ever imagined. It's funny, man, because... Um, And what was it? We were in high school back when they first first started talking about making a movie someday, and I want to say it was all the way back then. And, um... I don't know, even to this day, it's still hard for me to take certain gaming adaptation movies seriously, because I feel like gaming right now is going through the superhero phase, or the comics phase, I should say. Mm -hmm. Whereas when comic movies first started to get made, they were dope for us, but like, they weren't nowhere near where they are now. Now it's like, yo, you ain't fucking with comic movies. This is legit. And I feel like gaming is starting right at the same level as they did. So like, when I was younger back then, I'm more used to things like um, you know, these really thrown together, sometimes you got a little bit of leftover budget and you put together a little fan, fan service type of thing. Like remember when they did uh Final Fantasy Advent Children, and that mm. was mad popular, and everybody was like, "Yo, they made the Final Fantasy
0: movie, bro!" And it wasn't really like
2: a movie movie, but like for us, it was like it was cool. Yeah. Um, Pokemon's done that in a couple different ways. A lot of different things here and there have done that. So I guess my first initial thought process going into the Halo thing was that, you know, they were never going to put this much money into it. You know, they were only going to go so so far with it you know that at the very most I thought we were going to get like a CW TV show type of production like damn. the flash or the arrow or something like that damn bro this shit shit all over that like no no offense to anybody working at the CW y'all do some good work over there but i know
1: y'all got a certain budget <laughs> that's wild though like I knew Microsoft was not gonna let that go down with their fucking prized possession.
2: <gasps> I just didn't think they were gonna go this hard with it. Like this shit has better production quality than some movies in the theaters right now. That's the thing. That's like it's it's above and beyond type of thing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Sure, for sure. Um, down to the way the helmets look, down to the way they got the ships looking. Nothing looks forced or fake. Um, you could tell some of the Craig budget went into some of the aliens in the TV show because mm-hmm. um, their facial stuff is on point. I don't know what they was doing with Craig, but the, <laughs> the, the alien in the commercial was looking straight. <laughs> <laughs> At least do look um, you know. Nah, man, I'm, I'm very, very excited for this. I think it was it's paying off for Paramount for, for getting the rights to even have this on their thing exclusively, because I don't even know how they got into this, this whole thing. You would have thought somebody else would have jumped on this before they got it and it just looks like a smart choice now in hindsight kind of thing
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um sure Sure. yeah man i just think they're gonna be doing good things with this i'm hoping i'm not overhyping it but it just it looks visually very well done and i already know the story is there hopefully it's one of those things where they don't fuck up anything and they just go with what they have you know what i'm saying that's that's
1: what i was gonna say it was like to me, you know, the 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 aesthetic of the show is really what needed to to pan out. Obviously, you know, we'll see about how the actors, you know, go about their business and whatnot. But the story is obviously there. You know, it's a story I've already played, especially con- especially when they announced that this series was going to follow Master Chief. It was like, okay, you know, it's gonna have to follow a story that we we already know at some level. Um, we already understand the universe. You know, th- there's the the seed was already planted for this stuff um i don't know if if uh joe staton is is involved in this in any meaningful way he's uh the person who who wrote the story for the original halo he he now currently works at 343 i think he's like the head of 343 now um he helped to get uh halo infinite shipped and whatnot you know he's he's responsible for writing a lot of the lore of halo and the story itself i would have to imagine at some level he's involved with this if he is like I I'm definitely not worried at all in any way, shape or form about how the story is going to pan out. You know, it's crazy because Halo has gone through such a long story history of trying to be turned into either a movie or a TV show. <laughs> um, you know, there was the rumored, uh, Neil Blomkamp, um, movie that was supposed to come out and that turned into district nine. Uh, Chris, I think we, we talked about that before. Oh, um God, district nine. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. And then, um, you know, and, and then the, when Microsoft was in their big TV, TV, TV phase, you know, they, I think they had announced something about Spielberg being attached to a TV show that was supposed to come out. And that was, that's over, well, that might be like almost 10 years ago, right? Like, it's crazy that now we're finally here and that it looks this good. Like, I, you know, I have to admit the, the, the production value looks amazing. One of the things that I was worried about, I, I, I expected the production value to be good, but I was worried that it was going to end up looking or feeling too much like the Mandalorian because it. You know it's it's a very similar thing where it's like big um burly brooding main character who never shows his face and you know like you know and it's like a space opera in a sense like i I was kind of expecting it to look a little bit more like that, and I was hoping it wouldn't, and it's just it's very different it's way more vibrant um like colors are popping out at you at any given moment um you know and many you mentioned the, the voice acting. Like, it's 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 slightly disappointing that he doesn't sound more like the original voice actor. But at the same time, I think he sounds enough like it that I I can get past it. Cortana, though. Sounds dead on. Cortana is the one problem I have in this entire trailer. I don't like the way she looks. It's like I I have to say, I feel feel, like, yeah, like it's like. I, I, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. Like, she's obviously like a, an AI. She's not necessarily supposed to look real or anything like that. But I feel like they went out of their way to make her look just a little...
0: She to
2: too many... real. She looks too yeah. real. Because yeah, She sure looks more it, like a hologram sure for... almost, in a sense, right? It's more... You could, you could definitely look at her in a video game and know that that's an AI. Whereas, if you look at what you saw in the trailer really quick, you're just going to think that's a person. Right, you know what I'm saying,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, she has the bluest hue, and like, I'm sure they will set it up in such a way that she may look a little bit more hologramy because it was kind of a close up. Um, I, I mean, I was just glad that the voice was dead on. You know, I'm glad to see that. I think Jen Taylor is the name of the actress. Uh, you know, glad to see that she's there, and you know, I. But man, I don't know. Just something about the aesthetic is just like,
0: yeah, because like. When you first look at the trailer, maybe the background didn't do justice, but yeah, it definitely didn't look like an AI, it just looked more like a just like a real person, you know? Like, yeah. when you look, when you play the video games you see, like, the AIs, they have, like, that blue shade on, like, the whole body, pretty much. Whereas, like, this one, you actually, like, it actually looks like a human, you're just like, alright, is she really talking to, like, a human? Yeah, is it AI? You know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, It just rubbed me the wrong way, and I couldn't pinpoint why I'm still not entirely sure if it's because she looks too real to me. I I'm not I'm not sure. It just didn't it didn't feel right to me, and
0: I'm like uh, I'm hoping it's just a shot. Like yeah, I'm hoping maybe, so. Maybe, it was a really quick is, one because like, yeah. when you look at the shot, like it is like <clears throat> the background and everything like that is like very blue shaded. So like maybe right. it was just the scenery that made it look like human-y. but like maybe right. we'll see when the show comes out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I, I'm I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. But one of the the things that I did take um. I guess I wasn't expecting and I was very excited for in the trailer was the the dialogue between the um oh my god I like I'm horrible with names of people I I know so, who yeah. they are relative to the the story like I remember who they are in the story of Halo don't remember their actual names but um it was the 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 scientist who I'm pretty sure created the Spartans program and I then I think her name's Halsey Halsey okay yep um and then the the captain who was who was talking about like you know what? What was the wording he used exactly? It said something about you know what happens if you have a superhuman that you can't trust. Like, like I, I love that there's this like political aspect of it all. Like you know they created the Spartans to control them, right? They they that's one of the things they said in the trailer too. Is like you know the best thing about them is they're 100 percent controllable. And it's like, well, Chief obviously won't be. And it seems like whatever interaction he has with the the artifact that he touches in the trailer seems to kind of bring up certain memories and may change the way he sees war and all these different things. And like, you know, they, they seem like they're going to tackle the humanity aspect of Chief, but also like the political aspect of people trying to control him. And I just find that to be very interesting. I think that's going to be, <clears throat> for me, one of the key hooks to the story. And um, I'm very excited to see how that yeah, pans sure. out. I like shit like that. <clears throat> I love love shit like that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I can't wait. <clears throat> March 24th. Is the date. So we'll check that out on Paramount Plus. Um
2: yeah. I mean that's that's really it. <laughs> Big W for Paramount, man. Big W. I don't know how they got their hands on this
0: shit. Like I said, you know, like when you look at Paramount, you, you just think like, okay, what they have, SpongeBob, like what maybe South Park. It's like, oh no, they got Halo, I gotta get it now.
2: Yeah, it's one that's what I mean. It's one of those things. Like, this is a huge dub for them. Even you know if what, it though? flops, it's a dub
1: yeah yeah no it's it's definitely a dub for them to have that the rights to it but <clears throat> people are sleeping on paramount plus man like i mean paramount's like associated with Viacom, so that's like m t v beat uh v h one like and the, and obviously paramount itself like they have all these different movies that they've come out with they're probably one of the only other <clears throat> major movie um what's the word studios movie studios i almost said publishers cuz still thinking about in game terms but um movie studios out there that's not disney and that's not you know warner brothers so it's like they still have a couple of things to themselves like hey like you know let's let's get more content like the the movie streaming or the streaming services thing in from a movie and tv standpoint is all about content just like what's happening with gaming right now so like they're they're like yo whoever we can get to like make movies i think paramount plus might be a really big deal in the next two to three years, because I think they have the movies and the TV shows that they can push out, but like they're working on them. Now they're being made now. And I think down the road, they're going to be a pretty big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's not gaming related necessarily. So moving on to the next topic here, you know, we got, we got Halo. We're talking about Microsoft. Um, Microsoft's got some, some rumors brewing about, Uh, Some more Halo information, Halo Infinite in particular. So both of these next two stories are really talking about Certain Affinity. Uh, Certain Affinity is a developer who in the past has been a support studio for older Halo games, older Call of Duty games. Um, You know, and now it seems like they're working with Microsoft again in two different aspects. One, they're working to make a, I guess, mode, what's rumored to be a new game mode for Halo Infinite. And um, I think that the initial when this story initially came out, people were talking about, oh, they're finally making like a battle royale, and certain affinity is going to be the one who's making the battle royale. But it seems like that r- people have been kind of tapering that rumor down because it sounds like what they're doing is making more of a like a horde mode. Or um... Manny, do you remember that the war zone mode from Halo Five? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like it might be more like that, where it's more of like a PVE. Uh, Type of thing, so it's not as sweaty, you know. So it basically it's designed for more casual players to be able to dive into something different than the story. Um, So that's a pretty cool thing. But seems like it's going a step further here, and certain affinities also in talks with Microsoft to build out uh, a Monster Hunter clone. Now, I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan. Be completely real with you here, but. It sounds interesting. I mean, that's definitely something I'd be willing to check out because, obviously, it will be in Game Pass. Um, So, the Halo Infinite stuff, interesting, cool, whatever. But to me, the big story is that, you know, Microsoft might be getting another big exclusive here. So, what do you guys think about this? I'm going to start with Chris this time because I know Chris is a pretty big Monster Hunter fan. So, what do you think?
2: (laughs) Um... I think this could be good. and, and it, I, Obviously, I need more details, right? I definitely would love to see more about what they're cooking, but I remember um, man, the last Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World, I played the shit out of that when that first came out, dude. Like, I played the shit out of that. And I, one thing I remember about it is um, I had a lot of fun up until I got to that game, and then for me, the end game just went. It was, like, going like this, and then... That, that's how bad I did. I did not like how the endgame content loop was, because it basically was just, okay, go out and do the same thing you were doing before, and hunt a harder version of the same beast who might have a couple of new patterns in his attack stuff, or whatever. Or a couple of new ad- attacks in his uh, patterns. And, um... I don't know, I just didn't like how that felt. And then they came on with Dauntless, right? And Dauntless was cool in some regards, too, but it felt like it was missing certain things mm-hmm. from Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. So... I hope that what they do is literally take what Monster Hunter is and then build upon it. Because there's a lot of bad things to Monster Hunter too. It's a great RPG at its core. It's got a cool... Like, it's got something there. There is a pool. Because, I, like I said, I played the shit out of it until I got to end game. There is a pool in the game. But one, I would hope that if they do do this, that it's an it's a open-world game. Because all the Monster Hunters I've ever played, they're not open-world. Like, this latest one was very... Open in a sense, but it's more like open areas. You know, you go to this area and you got all this area to go in, but you can't just, like, go wherever you want in the Monster Hunter world. It doesn't work that way. So um, it would be cool to see them do it like that. It would be cool to see them give the end game a whole other spin to make it uh, more viable. I think what Monster Hunter leans on is the idea that there's literally, like, 12 weapons to master in the game. And I think what they're expecting you to do is to beat the game, and then master the other weapons, and that's the core loop of their their end game. But that don't that ain't it for me. Um, yeah, that don't work for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really hoping that you know whatever they come up with is 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 something all of those lines. Um, yeah, because I, I honestly feel this is one of those genres that even though Monster Hunter probably has the lead in terms of the genre, mm-hmm. I don't think it's hard for somebody else to come out of nowhere and be like, all right. I agree. We got this. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look at it as a plus. I hope they take their time with it. I hope they do not rush it, um, because I do enjoy games like this. Definitely, I like being able to go find monsters and and then do it. Because again, there is a loop. There's a whole laboratory in in uh, Monster Hunter, or not laboratory, but a lab, where they're 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 breaking down why they're hunting the monsters. And why you need to do certain things in order to get certain parts of, of their pages in the journal. And it's a cool little loop. I remember there was one time where um I was walking around in the, the public hub. And they had captured a monster. And you could literally see the people bringing it back in from the expedition. And the shit is, like, all tied up and shit. Because it's one of them big-ass T-Rex Johns. And I'm saying <laughs> you can't really, you know what I mean? <laughs> um. But then they were like, yes, this is brought here for research. And all this crap. And it, it, it's cool how they did it. Um, I think the new Pokemon game took liberties actually from them too in their game. It's just, it they got, there's a whole other level they can take this genre to that Monster Hunter, unfortunately is a little complacent, kind of like a lot of these other games here and there, like they got a good formula and they're not trying to change it.
1: Mm.
2: And it, there, there's, there's maybe two levels above where they can go. Maybe not even just one. There might even be two. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. Overall, I think it's a, a plus and please, please do well with this. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> Could be a, a push to, um, you know, maybe even help Monster Hunter kind of ele- elevate their game too, if this game does hit. Um, but it's definitely interesting. Manny, what do you think about definitely. the news?
0: Yeah, uh, I remember we actually discussed this a little bit a couple of days ago when, uh, when I saw this and I was like, what if Microsoft tries to bring back Scalebound and instead of using, you know, Platinum Games who originally was going to try to make the game use certain uh, affinity and like ends up making it like a Monster Hunter-like game because, you know, Scalebound was more of just like a hack and slash kind of game, you know, Platinum Games and their kind of formula. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you take that formula of like being a Monster Hunter-type game and taking it to their own IP, I mean, Scalebound was something that they, you know, had. It was going to be an exclusive. Why not use that exclusive title name and bring it into, like, a Monster Hunter-like universe or like formula of a games um i would like to see that because you know in the end it's like you know we see a game that they they announce and they cancel it and it's just like it's a shame but if they were to bring it back into a monster hunter style i think it definitely can be successful
1: i'm going to tell you right now if um <clears throat> if they were bringing back scalebound that that would be in this rumor because people have Bro, people were so mm. upset.
0: <laughs> what the I was game? so upset God too. <laughs> <laughs> that game was like it looked like it had so much potential, and then they're like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not doing this." And I was just like, "Why? You know. Why?"
1: That, that really <laughs> sucked.
0: But I would, I would
1: love it, man. It, I mean, that game looked like it was dope. Um, there's also this rumored game that they're making with uh, IO, IO Interactive, the guys who made Hitman, and um, it's it's supposedly like a dragon based game. I mean, maybe that would be word scale bound. I, be be interesting to say the least. Um, the thing that for me that I find interesting about this rumor, I mean, you know, obviously there's so little information about this, you know, monster hunter clone is the word that's being thrown around and that could mean literally anything. Mm-hmm. To me, monster hunter is the m- most popular overseas okay. and to have certain affinity making it, I don't know, man. I just I just have this vibe that like if it is too closely replicating a Monster Hunter clone, I don't see that taking off very well being made by an American studio. I know that sounds weird, but I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm I'm skeptical if it really is like a direct clone. Like I'm I'm hoping that there's like a an angle that really does like hit you know for a more of a Western audience. Um I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 feel, I feel weird about it. Just, it's weird to me.
0: <laughs> to oh, I totally least. agree, because it's like, you know, you look at it, and it's like, alright, why would you take a formula son no else, when you could just make your own formula and try to be, um, be successful with that. So, yeah. oh. I can see what you mean. It would be kind of, like, crappy to just, like, you know, take a copy and paste of, like, Monster Hunter into your own IP, but in the end, you know, if they, if they do a like in their own twist and do a good job with it. I'm down. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I would imagine that they're not just doing this just for the sake of doing it. They probably have an idea. They probably want to execute on it. So I, you know, I do think it could be pretty good. But it, it is, it's interesting to to see, you know, a company down in Texas making a a game that yeah. traditionally appeals to um, you know a, an Asian market or just an international market. Really, it's just interesting to say the least. I mean, I, I'm sure that. If, if the game is designed right and it, it's designed in such a way that game, you know, you could, you could play it like on your phone too, like with the game streaming aspect of it, I think it could be really huge internationally, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm definitely curious, definitely something to keep our eye on. Um, but yeah, I will say I, I'm well, excited man. for certain infinity because, you know, like, like I mentioned beforehand, they, they've been known mainly for being kind of a support studio. They've, they've helped out with halo. They've helped out with call of duty in the past. Um, and it's interesting, they've, they're made up of uh, ex-Bungie employees. So, you know, I, I feel like all of our stories are really tying in the, today. God, um damn. But yeah, you know, again, shout out to Certain Affinity. Hopefully that game, we hear a little bit something about it soon. You know, they said that um, the rumor says that it's supposed to release in 2024. So we'll keep our eyes out for that one. Maybe we'll get a review like E3 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But... gotta move on to our final story here you know speaking of bungie and ex-bungie employees the big news for today in particular is that sony is uh entering an agreement to purchase bungie for 3.6 billion dollars now you know obviously we've we've talked about the big activision blizzard purchase for 70 billion dollars but you know it's obviously pales in comparison, but I would have to say this has to be the biggest purchase for a single studio ever. Right. Um, You know, I think we obviously talked about um, the Bethesda purchase, which is $7 billion. And that was, you know, multiple studios, Um, Activision, Blizzard, obviously multiple studios. So a single studio for nearly $4 billion. Very interesting situation here. And that's not where, where the interesting stuff stops really um <laughs> pretty much right off the bat you know I'll, I'll just read the the press release here uh let's see right from the be- very beginning and and the wording is very specific too so this is coming directly from bungie.net on um, their news site uh bungie joins sony interactive entertainment very specific uh we believe games have limitless potential. And that to do anything worthwhile in entertainment, we must bet big on our vision, on our studio and our incredible team of trusted creators who build unforgettable worlds that truly matter to people. Uh in Sony Interactive Entertainment, we have found a partner who unconditionally supports us in all we are and and who wants to accelerate our vision to create generations spanning entertainment, all while preserving the creative independence that beats in Bungie's heart. Like us, SIE, believes that game worlds are only the beginning of what our IPs could become. Together, we share a vision of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends across the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple platforms and entertainment mediums. That final part is very, very key. It's see, through the entire messaging of this, <laughs> this whole acquisition today, there's been a very... Uh, Single thread that nothing is going to change about Bungie whatsoever. Um, They're going to remain independent. They're going to be self-publishing their own games. They're going to uh, continue to make all of their games multi-platform. It's just a very, very interesting deal um, coming from Sony and and again it's very specific it doesn't say that bungie is joining playstation right it says it's joining sony interactive entertainment so they will not be a part of sony studio uh, sorry playstation studios they won't be like under the same umbrella as naughty dog under the same umbrella as insomniac they are effectively functioning as an, a separate entity under sony's entertainment platform very fascinating right um you know we've We've talked about this at length on this podcast about how Sony has and would normally handle an acquisition. You know, they make everything exclusive and they, they you know, push everybody out, right? Um, this seems to be signaling a very different type of acquisition in so many different terms, right? Sony is wholly taking control of Bungie as far as like their share, their shares go like like uh, the article that I was reading earlier said that Sony will 100% take control of of Bungie's shares but allow them to operate independently um and obviously you know for those of you who don't know Bungie's history they started off as an independent uh studio they were making i think they made marathon and and oni i think was one of their their first games then as they were trying to make halo you know the game that that you know we all know and love now as they were trying to make halo they were apparently having some trouble making the game The game was initially supposed to release on Mac, of all things, back in the day. And Microsoft came in when they were, you know, building the original Xbox and said, all right, we'll, you know, we'll help fund you guys finishing the game and we'll go ahead and acquire your studio. And that, you know, they lived harmoniously for roughly 10 years. And then Bungie said, hey, we don't want to make Halos anymore. And Microsoft was like, tough shit (laughs) you need to make halos so (laughs) because obviously halo was the biggest thing in the world at the time and they pitched them destiny and you know microsoft really wasn't here for it because again they just wanted to continue making halos um and so bungie broke off from microsoft they purchased themselves out of that and then put themselves in another in i would argue a worse situation by going under activision um and then obviously you know they made destiny destiny one was a pretty big success destiny 2 and it's inception or initial launch was a a massive failure um and you know chris obviously you can attest to that as as you've been a destiny fan for quite some time and you know that relationship got very very sour and again bungie buys themselves out of that contract (laughs) to go independent again so to see them go be bought by another company a third time seems weird to me in a lot of ways but Mm -hmm. at the same time you know, this is the only way I could have possibly seen them get bought by anybody. They seem to be retaining all of their autonomy. Um, it's 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 amazing. It's it's this is very, very fascinating. Um, so, Chris, you and I are big Bungie fans. We're big Destiny fans. Um, Chris, I'm going to start with you again on this one, man. What do you think about this news?
2: <coughs> um. It's not as jaw rocking as the uh the Activision news. That shit was a little bit weird for a few days for me. I had to absorb that one. You know what I'm saying? This one more hits me harder just because it's Bungie and they make like favorite game right now. So like it's weird. But <clears throat> after that initial maybe ten, fifteen minutes of shock and uh reading a couple things, I watched Paul Tessie's video. Um I've come to the conclusion, excuse me. I don't think this acquisition has a single thing to do with gaming. I think the gaming is literally when it comes with it is more so the, the cherry on the top of everything else. I think this is the first time we're seeing Sony make a play, at least maybe in a while where this is a, this is a long game play right here. In my opinion, I don't think this has anything to do with anything immediate. Bungie very much, especially if we're talking about Destiny, right? If we're going to talk about the gaming portion of it, they've already been working on Matter for a couple of years now, and they've got Destiny roadmaps for another three years. You know, they're going to keep on building on this same exact same thing that they have right now. And they don't have any other games in, in the works from what I know. So, in my opinion... I. I I just didn't, I had a hard time trying to understand how is this so focused on gaming. I really don't think it is. And I think it's very interesting that earlier tonight we spoke about Halo with Paramount and how they're doing what they're doing. And this just led me to believe that if they allowed Bungie to stay independent, if they literally allowed them to say, listen, we're going to buy you guys, but we're not going to fuck with what you guys are doing in your studio, have the game. We don't even care about that. You want to keep doing your game the way you guys want to do it, cool. Because you guys are already successful in it. so us buying you on that regard is already a, a dub, right? Do what y'all do. What we're concerned with <laughs> is we try to make a Paramount too. Like I would not be surprised if Sony tries to do a streaming service in the next two three years, right? Already well, happened.
1: Oh, but yeah, but but it's not it's not exactly set up in the same way as like. Disney Plus and all these other things, but Sony already has a streaming platform, so they could repurpose it and, you know, like you said, make it like a Paramount Plus.
2: I'm telling you, man, like, this is the perfect thing because I there's no way people at Sony right now, especially after having announced the acquisition, haven't seen that Halo trailer uh, debut a couple days ago and say to themselves, oh, oh, we we got something cooking, too, because we already knew that Bungie been trying to do this shit since, um what, last year, I want to say they started announcing things like we're trying to... You know step into other mediums and the whole rumor about them getting a tv show or a movie or whatever started to circulate and uh luke smith moving on from the position that he was in into this other position that was more in regards to other mediums of destiny this just seems like a win-win on both sides in my opinion they get to keep their game which they clearly love you know, like, Destiny... When it comes to Destiny, Bungie's over here like a guard dog. we like, fuck with our game, bro. I don't you know, that, that's how crazy they are about it, which I, I appreciate because, you know, I play their game. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't see a lot of other studios go to bat for their games as hard, but it really just comes off like they said, listen, bro, no, we don't even want your game. That's y'all. Eat that. We just want to do business with y'all for all the other shit, bro. We want a piece of the cake, too, when y'all come out with this TV show. Let us... We got pockets. We could, we could, we could make a couple things happen in this regard. What you? It's not like we don't have a whole ass Sony Studios over here. Like we don't already make movies, my dude. Like, like the resources, yeah. the infrastructure, it, it, it all lines up. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so, a win-win for them for sure. Yeah, man. I just I, I see this as a thing where, like, at first I was worried about oh, man. Is my game going to go exclusive? Am I going to have to get a PlayStation? And then the more I thought about it, I was like, nah, I ain't got no damn PlayStation. Because this shit ain't got nothing to do with games. It really don't. Like, what's the other game that we're talking about? Matter? That, that's what this is about? The $3 billion or whatever is about matter? You just said it yourself that this is, like, the biggest acquisition for a single studio purchase or whatever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about the game. It was not about the game, bro. Nah. I I definitely agree <laughs> with
1: you to an extent. Definitely agree with you to an extent. Um, Before I... Give my two cents, though. Manny, I want to hear what you have to say about
0: it. Yeah, I'm, you know, especially after reading articles and hear from you guys what you guys got to say and really seeing what this deal really is compared to what we thought it was at first. is like, you know, I'm surprised that they just came out and bought them and, like, first thing I didn't think of was just, like, you know, make these games exclusive because, you know, Microsoft bought Activision and, you know, they're 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 slim pickings right now, you know what I'm saying? But you know when you know like Chris mentioned, you know a whole you know possible TV series or a movie. Sony's been you know diving into that. We've seen um, mm. what is it called? You know they're ready on the works with The Last of Us. A chart is coming out in a couple weeks, which I definitely can't wait to see as well. And you know they're just like you know keep on dipping their toes into this entertainment, and it's like. You know, like Chris mentioned, too, it was like, it's like it's getting to a point where, you know, if they keep on accumulating all these IPs to make entertainment like TV shows and movies, and they can possibly even start their own streaming service that um is better than what they had before because they had like the PlayStation TV, but like in reality, it was it was just like them the TV, you know what I'm saying? But like, but also you know, like,
1: so I, I'm just thinking out loud here. I, I, I'm pretty sure they own Crackle, too, right? I thought Xbox
2: had crackle.
1: No, I mean,
0: like it's on Xbox. I want to say you're right,
2: but I can't remember Um, if that's the truth. But I feel like I read that somewhere recently. I
0: don't
1: know. I'm gonna look at while you while you continue saying your thing here. But I'm pretty yeah. They they don't crackle. They Mm don't. Yes, continue. (laughs) They don't crackle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Snap crackle pop. But um, what is it called? Uh, yeah, like it's exciting because you know, now I'm sure like you guys mentioned with their previous destiny blogs and stuff like that, that they are interested in doing stuff like TV shows and movies. And now they have Sony backing them. So like, it just makes this even more possible things to them. And that's probably what the vision they had that they saw together. And that's probably how this agreement pretty much came about. So, you know, I'm excited to see what they do with that. if they do end up, you know, dipping their toes in the entertainment industry you know, putting shows, movies, I'd watch it, you know? I'm not a big Destiny fan like you guys, but i will be interested. That's Cap, you ain't watching that shit. I will watch it. If I, it, think, it, if it comes I think Nanny watch it. Yeah, I'd watch like it. One episode,
2: it. and then we have to force them to watch the rest of them. <laughs> watching the rest.
0: I'll be in your book club, don't worry. <laughs> well, um... so worse. crying that's what
1: To backtrack to what Chris was talking about here, um... You know, I, I do think the the entertainment aspect of it is definitely a huge play there. Um, you know, being able to make a, a Destiny TV show or movie or, you know, whatever it is that they plan on doing definitely matters. But I think the bigger play is Bungie's experience in making live service games. I think that's more. And I mean, that's it's kind of what Jim Ryan had basically said in a, a, a separate interview Um that he did with ooh I, I don't remember who it was either way, he did another interview <laughs> right after this news went live, and he basically said, you know at PlayStation they're looking to expand and and really dive deeper into um you know these live service games um it seems like they're they're even expanding to more platforms as apparent by even uh, today it was announced that the show is going to come back to Xbox Game Pass, right? So, you know, Sony's obviously making games that aren't just going to be on the PlayStation at this point in time. So it seems like they're kind of starting to understand, they're starting to see the light of what Xbox has been doing as of late. I think in in the interview, he even uh, mentions, actually, even in the press release uh, on PlayStation side for announcing the the whole Bungie acquisition, they use the term, um, you know, expanding PlayStation beyond the console, beyond consoles that seems very similar to microsoft's wording around you know like playing anywhere you want like i think Bungie even said the same thing play where you want this that and the other that seems to be more a sign of the times and how things are changing in the industry And Sony understands that and they want to make more live service games. So I think they're going to utilize Bungie for their expertise because they want to make some more live service games with the platforms that they have. You know, there was a rumor that they were supposed to be coming out with some sort of a a multiplayer last of us thing um, that could be a live service thing. So I think they definitely want to utilize the knowledge that's there at Bungie. And then obviously, you know, it's, it's a revenue play too, right? Like if, if, if you have the, the the marketing and the power of PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo behind you to push Destiny more, to push this supposed game matter more, um, you know, that, that almost automatically will help you, you know, get the game out there more. And therefore, Sony would benefit in revenue side of things. Um, also, I think the reason why the, the purchase is so high is just because everything is inflated right now with the fact (laughs) that you know all these studios are are getting bought up right like this industry consolidation conversation while i find it kind of annoying because of how people are like talking about it so negatively i understand the negative sides of it but it's almost an inevitability right this this benefits destiny players better than if bungie was just staying independent and struggling to get money and this that and the other right we're gonna get the tv show that we want to see We're going to get more content for Destiny 2. We're going to get a better matter game, you know, again, assuming that that's really the name of it. Um, And the fact that this this is staying multi-platform is a big deal. You know, I I mentioned it before. Bungie would not let themselves get acquired. I don't think based off of all the history that I just told you guys about with Activision with Microsoft, I don't think they would let themselves get acquired if they weren't going to be essentially autonomous. Right. Like, they, they, you know, they're literally maintaining creative freedom Um, They're self-publishing, like we said, and they're very explicit that nothing in essence is going to change. You know, I want to read off, um, they they released a Q&A to kind of talk about a lot of this stuff to try to reassure players. And I just want to mention one portion of the Q&A. So the question was, Bungie has future games in development. Will they now become PlayStation exclusive? So the answer, no, we want the worlds we're creating to extend to anywhere people play. Uh, play games <clears throat> we will continue to be self-published creatively independent and will continue to drive one unified Bungie community like if they couldn't say that they're not going to go get acquired by somebody it's just it's just that simple right like and at the end of the day this deal you know it's it's better i, I said this the same you know the same way i said it for the activision blizzard conversation it's better that a known entity like sony or microsoft Dives in and buys these guys as opposed to Amazon, Google, even Tencent. You know, Tencent owns a large part of the market that everybody seems to keep forgetting about, like when they talk about monopolies and this, that, and the other. Tencent has more revenue than Sony, and Sony's like, you know, we will typically consider Sony a market leader as far as gaming revenue goes, but Tencent owns so many different things. So it's you know it's it's a good thing for gaming and i really think that it's going to be an interesting play down the road to see how they improve some of the so- existing sony franchises and the live service stuff and and so on and so forth um yeah i'm i'm just happy that they're going to be multi-platform really mm-hmm. at the end of the day just just to
0: be yeah that was like the first thing that was in my mind it's like yo i know you guys love destiny <laughs> are you guys gonna recobbing playstations now? even though dunza already has one yeah no but, but it, would, would, it would would be such a to. weird
1: thing for them to have gone you know um like only on playstation just just knowing the things that bungie has said in the past and how they like like one of the things that happened when they were under activision was um you know sony was paying for exclusive content from them just like they they did you know with uh call of duty down the road right like they paid for uh some exotics that were only in the playstation version a couple like you know pieces of content that were only in the playstation version and and a lot of that stuff went away as soon as they went independent and bungie had said in a blog post i remember this distinctly you know they're like, we are not interested in doing that stuff ever again um, we want to keep this, you know, the same game for every single person or across every platform. And they very much big into the cross play, the, the cross save. Like they want to build a gaming universe that that spans across everything. And they've said that long before this acquisition. So it doesn't surprise me that they've been so clear about this now, um, you know, and and a lot of people. Th- this is another this is another part of the conversation, I should say. Uh when the news came out, a lot of people were laughing about it, right? Laughing at it essentially. Because I mean, let's let's be honest here, right? The majority of people don't necessarily care about destiny. Um, you know, they people hear Bungie, and like this is how out of tune people are with Bungie and like where they are nowadays. Like, like I had a couple people say, you know, I think uh one of our friends said it jokingly in the chat, was like, oh, like is, is halo going to be on playstation now it's like no like bungie hasn't touched <laughs> halo in like 10 years you know it's like that's that's so far removed from what they are now but you know obviously that's the headline too it's like oh um you know uh, former halo creator and it's like oh that's the th- that's the thing that everybody's focused on but a lot of like Sony Ponies, like the 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 fanboys, they're actually really mad about this. I find that very interesting. You know, they <laughs> they're like, oh, we wasted money on this and da 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 da. Like, because they're looking for you know, they're looking for their they big won. Activision Blizzard, you know, exclusive. Like, get let's get back at Microsoft type of thing. And I mean, to be completely honest with you, that's that can't happen anytime soon. Like like we talked about. Yeah, it- Sony, Sony doesn't have it. the money. Yeah, Sony. Sony doesn't have the money for that. But this is a smart. This is a smart play. I mean, it's not. It's obviously not a re- retaliation thing. It's not in an answer to what Activision did because, you know, this has obviously been in development. Like they didn't just pull this deal together in a week. Like that's just not how that works. So this has been in development for a while. Um, I think Jim Ryan said specifically they've been talking for about five months. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's mm-hmm. this. It seems like everybody knew this was coming. I'm I'm assuming that Microsoft knew this was coming too. They were probably one of the people who were in the room, talk you know, having discussions about, uh, you know, acquiring them. I, I'm I would imagine that Microsoft may. There had to be some reason for for why Microsoft didn't dive into this because, a. Destiny is Phil's favorite game. (laughs) It's literally Phil Spencer's favorite game. He talks about all the time. Um, You know, he's not very shy about how much he loves Bungie and he loved when he worked with them um, when they were still a part of Microsoft. He's been pretty vocal about how unfortunate it was that they left. So it doesn't, you know, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Microsoft was there, you know, at the table trying to have conversations about this. I'm, I'm wondering how those conversations went. I wonder what happened. I'm imagining the price was probably, you know, pretty high obviously not too high for microsoft because they just dropped 70 billion but um i don't know it's 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 interesting i'm i'm curious to know what happened because you know it would it, it just seems like what bungie was doing made a lot of sense for microsoft too <laughs> like just as much as it makes sense for for playstation it makes sense for microsoft um one thing that i do want to say before i kind of go back around the room you know talk about this a little bit more this seems like uh sorry this seems like Sony's version of Mojang. So Microsoft bought bought Mojang for those of you who don't know Mojang are the people who make Minecraft, right? Um Microsoft bought them essentially let them just do their own thing. They're they're still a part of Xbox Game Studios, but they do their own thing. They still make Minecraft a- across literally every single platform known to man. Um and they essentially just leave them alone, <laughs> right? This seems very similar to that for PlayStation. So you know, it's it's good to see that PlayStation is is kind of getting on board with that philosophy of making live service games and, like, letting them live everywhere. Um, and I hope that it, it signals the changing of the guard for other things, too. I mean, I don't think that this will happen because I don't see it in the same way. But some people on Twitter were talking about, well, you know, could we see Spider-Man on Xbox now? Could we see this? Could we see that? That's not going to happen. But, nah. <laughs> you know, understanding that 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 people are just going to start playing nice. Uh, in this regard and, and be more worried about, you know, putting out games for all gamers as opposed to closing off an ecosystem, I think is going to be interesting. But I, I also think that, you know, if it comes down to it, because because uh, Sony's also said that they're they're not done buying studios. So I do think there's going to be a couple more acquisitions that do fall into a traditional like Insomniac or Naughty Dog type of role. But <clears throat> I wonder if and I'll pose this question and go around, you know, to hear what all of you guys think. I wonder if at some point down the road, these purchases become bargaining chips. Obviously, Bungie's not going to be a bargaining chip for for Sony in any meaningful way. But let's say... Ooh, I really, I, I, I can't wrap my head around who else they could buy. They're not going to buy Take-Two. Everybody's sh- trying to say that, and, and <laughs> they, that's not yeah, going to happen. Can't they, <laughs>
0: they can't afford that. They can't afford
1: that. $20 million would probably be the price for Square Enix, I would say. I don't know if they can afford that, but let's say in theory they did, right? Let's say in theory they bought Square Enix. Is there a position where Phil Spencer goes, hey, if you guys put Final Fantasy on everything, you know, put it on our platforms, we'll make sure that all the Call of Duties are on your platforms. You know, like, like, what do you guys think? Do you think that's something that could happen realistically Um, Are those conversations already going on? You know, we saw Phil tweet out uh, last week, you know, had a good conversation with Sony. I'm sure the Bungie conversation was in that conversation too. But, uh, you know, are are there bargaining chips happening here? Do we think that that could be something that's at play? Manny, I'll start with you on this one.
0: I don't know, because, like, the thing is, I don't see Sony making another huge purchase. Well, maybe, like, maybe a Bungie-like purchase, but nothing, like, out of the extraordinary, like, like you said, with Square Enix pot like being around twenty billion dollars, I, like I think like last time I checked, I think something's like worth like one hundred and eighty billion itself, and it's just like I don't see that being happening because it's just like you're taking a big chunk of your money compared to like Microsoft. It's like Microsoft seventy billion is kind of like chump chasing them. So, okay, so here's here's what I'll say in response to that though, real quick.
1: So, Microsoft had $70 billion liquid asset, right? Meaning they had cash on hand to just push out to that. Mm -hmm. So, the $20 billion to buy Square Enix doesn't necessarily all have to be liquid assets, where it doesn't have to all be cash. You could be selling, you know, let's say, uh, it seems unrealistic, but let's say in theory, $10 billion worth of stock in Sony and then ten billion dollars in cash, right? That's how a lot of these deals happen sometimes. Mm. Do you think that's more realistic? You know, there there are more than there's more than one way to create value to sell to somebody, right? It Doesn't always have to be cash. There there are a number of different ways that these type of acquisitions happen. Uh, so I just wanted to say
0: that before I let you finish your thing. So okay, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree, but um, yeah, like. Even so, I feel like I don't think that would be like a bargaining trip enough for um, Microsoft to be like, all right, we'll give you this if you give us that. I feel like Microsoft will probably just be like, oh, you wanna do that? Oh, we can show you what we can do. And just like buy like a different studio and just be like, okay, we'll take these games away from you. It'll be like a little <laughs> war right there. It's like, oh, you wanna go to Boardwalk? Okay, I got some <laughs> hotels and Boardwalk hey well hold on hold on see 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 now see now what you did there
1: what you did there what game are you referencing here monopoly right like see now now that's the conversation we're starting to have and that's why that can't happen that's why that that's why they have to play nice with each other at some point because you can't you can't go back and forth with this it's even though Microsoft made a seventy billion dollar purchase in Activision, which is a massive gaming company, right? It's more likely. It's more likely that PlayStation would get scrutinized for their purchase of Bungie if they were locking the entire ecosystem out because Sony's already like. They're, again, we have talked about this. They're not the market leader, but they're closer to a gaming monopoly than Microsoft is, which is crazy to think about because obviously. Microsoft, the company, is significantly bigger than Sony. But <clears throat> when you look at just the gaming business like Xbox versus PlayStation, um, you know, that's where that conversation gets a little different. So I think my Sony might be under more pressure to say, all right, we can't buy in every single thing because now, like, if we get too if if our revenue is too high and we're buying everything and locking people out, then we're a monopoly eventually microsoft will get to that point too microsoft's obviously not done buying studios the next studio they probably buy will be a bungee level acquisition though right it'll be a singular publisher or something along those i'm sorry not publisher studio it won't be it's unlikely that it'll be a publisher but i'm sure they could finagle something so i don't know they can't afford to get into that war that that war can't happen because the government will get involved it's just it's inevitable right like, you yeah. can't be like, yo, I'm buying this, I'm buying that. Like, industry consolidation has to have a cutoff point, and that cutoff point is when things become a monopoly. So, going to have to slow down a little bit there. Um, but, Chris, I uh, want to get your take on this, man. What do you think?
2: Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with the whole bargaining chip thing, because I can see how something like that would be in place and only work, like, temporarily. Um, Yeah, just because I have a hard time believing that I've— everything would just go... We're being nice guys with each other just for the whole entire time of it. Like, I think eventually one of the other sides would be like, hey, we want that game too. And you got to imagine that some things here and there they're going to want to keep in house. You know, it doesn't make sense to give each other everything. And I, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of room for, uh, for it to go awry just because one side didn't get what they wanted or something like that. Because um, I don't think they could keep going back and forth in terms of acquisitions, but if they... Did do this whole deal for deal thing or whatever, I think that could easily turn into a back and forth on a smaller level. Um Well, I so I just will um
1: raise this question. You don't think those deals are already happening? Let's let's take Activision Blizzard, let's take those other things out of the equation, right? You don't think those bargaining chips are already happening in
2: certain ways? Um I mean, aside from what we saw with the show, like, I can't really think of another recent... Maybe I'm just drawing a blank here, but I can't really think of anything that's, like, a prominent, recent bargaining chip type of thing where, like, we're doing this over here, but we'll let you use this for this, and...
1: Well, the, there's the cloud streaming stuff. Like Microsoft's partnered with Sony on the cloud streaming stuff. Uh, you don't, okay. you don't think that. I mean, I just, I just feel like there's leverage on both sides. So when you, when you say like, oh, well, you know, now this side's gonna want this and that side's gonna want that, that's like the nature of negotiation, right? Like that's those conversations have to go on at some level, like between Sony and third parties and Microsoft and third parties, right? Like, let's talk about you know Bethesda, right? Before they got purchased. Um, It was said that Sony was supposed to have been purchasing the the exclusivity rights to that game. So I don't know. Those those types of negotiations, to me, exist across the gaming industry. So now that Microsoft and Sony are, in essence, acting as third parties, are, are making third-party games in a sense, I feel like those conversations are going to have to happen at some point, right? I would have to imagine that there was some negotiation around Minecraft and how it's uh, it's cross-platform because it's on Sony's platform already, right? So, I don't know. I, I, th- I think those those negotiations already happen. I think that when you pull it out a little bit and now you're talking about IP, like games, I I could see it happening. I don't think... I, like i said i don't think that sony has the chips right now unless sony was like "Hey, yo if you keep making call of duties and you keep putting them on playstation we'll give you like spider-man like if i'm phil spencer
2: i'm yeah, doing that's that that's a good deal yeah i'm doing uh, absolutely. that right?
1: so like that that's what i'm saying is like if the if the negotiation you know if if the if, everyone has leverage in some way shape or form right so if the deal is sweet enough right this, this is like a weird example, but, you know, uh, we played fantasy basketball together, right? Before the podcast, Manny sat, said this, uh, sat here and said, hey, yo, pick one, two, and three, <laughs> Brown one, two, and three for Ben Simmons. Like, Manny has leverage. He's got all these, these draft picks that you want. Like, that's a deal that you can make. You know, like that that exist, That exists. can exist in, in business, right? It does exist in business. So it would obviously exist in the gaming business. So if Phil Spencer was like, yo, we own all these properties, we own this, we own that, we own Crash Bandicoot. Do you guys want to have Crash Bandicoot on your platform? Yes, okay, well, hey, give us this, give us that. Sony can easily say no, but I feel like those conversations have to be happening at some
0: level.
2: Yeah, no, I would agree. I definitely think that they're happening. I guess my argument was just that one too many no's would turn into saltiness, and then not necessarily. I'm just looking at it from a business standpoint. That's that's kind of where I was worried. Like, oh well, they they said no to this. We really wanted this, and they said no. How could they say no to this? you know what we're gonna like. It just felt like there was so much room for them to spite each other type of thing, mm-hmm. rather than um, and not. Because the one thing I could say when it comes to all the other examples of business that you were talking about it's usually one of those things where it's like the no happens and then the two parties go their ways. There's no like spite or whatever. It's just, they go their separate ways. This feels like the second somebody says no to something that the other side doesn't like, it could get weird. You know what I mean? Like, um, and, and that's the only thing that I was worried about, but I do agree. Yeah. These conversations have to be happening. Um, hell we was talking about it before with the fact that, uh, you know, they have all these cell phones going against each other, but then Samsung technically makes the glass that's used in all these homes. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're definitely conversations that definitely happen for sure. Um, yeah, I don't, you, you know, this could also be one of those things where. We as fans or people who use Twitter is gonna make this more of a thing than the people that are upstairs actually pulling the strings. Absolutely, are thinking it's a thing. Absolutely. Um, because man, these people on Twitter love the gossip. They love the drama. They love the 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 whole keyboard battles. They like that shit, man. So that that's a very very big component to all this stuff. I don't even know how much uh, these dudes even talk about these same topics up on their levels, man. Like to some degree, I could see it, but. Probably not like how we do. Like definitely not like how we do. I think it's a lot
1: less lately because, again, I I think, and I've alluded to this before, but I think the thing that you know even we do sometimes, and um, you know Twitter and the rest of the internet do, is they're looking at it from a more narrow minded like PlayStation versus Xbox thing. And I really don't think that that's what this is about anymore. I really think that Sony and Microsoft both understand that there are foreign (laughs) parties coming in to encroach on you know uh the success that they've already had and and at some level you know maybe it might not happen with this deal and maybe that maybe maybe that might not be what happened these past couple weeks but at some point i think you have to look around and say all right well we know them and they know us we need to partner together so that facebook amazon google whatever they don't come in here and try to steal our thunder because that's That's
2: not good. That wouldn't be good for them. I don't know, man. I just don't think that this was a gaming... I still can't... I know the gaming thing matters here, but I really think Sony's coming out of this. Like, we're not even trying to compete with Xbox on this one, man. We're going after Paramount. We're going after uh, Disney+. Plus. We're going after Netflix and some of these other folks. We want to try to see if we could do something, too. Because another thing I was thinking is, like, what if they come up with a subscription model that allows you to... mesh whatever their TV streaming movie platform is with your gaming stuff, which is a whole other level of mm. streaming service that we don't really have today, unless Netflix knocks out of the park, whatever they're talking about. But, and I guess Amazon kind of has that kind of, um, because they got movies and TVs and shows and shit, and they technically have a couple video games, but yeah, I, I could see Sony packaging that in a way where they're like, we got tiers to this membership or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can include your gaming, streaming, and all that kind of stuff in it. And that also, to me, would put them in a position where they don't necessarily have to do the whole, our games are on this thing, day one thing, because you're getting a different side of, uh, or a different plus that Game Pass or whatever it doesn't necessarily give you. You know, Game Pass, Game Pass is going to give you the day one thing and they're going to give you that really, really good deal on the price. Whereas Sony's thing might not give you day one games in their thing, but if you buy it, you're going to get a lot of the games that they've already come out with, plus you'll be able to stream their movies and TV TV shows and blah, blah, blah. It's just, I don't know, I don't know if they do it, but it's, it's there to do if they wanted to, you know?
1: I see what you're saying. I agree with you again to an extent. Um, I mean, gamers don't I mean, gamers like the TV stuff. They like that angle. But when you try to sell that to them within games, like encroaching on games, that's where the problem comes about. So, like, that's why I said there's tears. I know. I I get you. Yeah. I I get you. But what, what, but you mentioned something about like not doing the day and date thing. And then, like, okay, well, if you don't, if you're not doing the day and date thing, then at least you get these TV shows. People aren't going to want to hear that. Like, gamers aren't going to want to hear that. Right. They want games. And like if 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 Microsoft over there is doing day and date on their best games, they want it to happen over here. But I'll I'll, I'll push back even further on um, the idea of them buying Bungie for for like entertainment content. <clears throat> they own the most iconic franchises in gaming, right? Like you, you can make you already have God of War. You have The Last of Us. You have Uncharted. You have Ghost of Tsushima. You have um, Spider-Man you know, all, all those different things, like the gamut of games and properties that Sony owns right now. And then not to mention like the, the properties that that Sony owns, like under like Columbia Pictures and all that stuff. You went out and bought Bungie for for con, like for a movie and a TV show. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not buying that. That's the main reason. Like you buy Bungie for gaming, you buy them for like the expertise that they have, like they make hands down the best first person shooter mechanics next to call of duty. I would argue that it's better than call of duty in my opinion, but you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. Like you want their expertise in making video games, I think. And again, the money is in the services and the live service stuff. And they have experience with that, like in droves and they're arguably the, the most successful live service game out there next to like obviously not not talking about Fortnite and things like that but you know like they they've been one of the few live service looter shooters i mean they're the only in my opinion successful a uh, live service looter shooter out there out outriders is trash every everyone else who's tried to to really come into that zone is not as good like i heard somebody <laughs> earlier today talking about warframe and how they they felt like warframe was a better game like it's not i'm sorry Yo, it's just it's not it's near. not It's not even close <laughs> um so I, I don't know, I just I, I push back on the idea that this was solely about the the TV. Like, I think that that's an added bonus. And I think that if you look at it from the standpoint of like Bungie side, yeah, that that would mainly be why you want to get into that partnership, because they can make the, um, you know, they can make the TV shows for you. They they have all the resources and all that stuff. But I think the main thing from Sony side is getting the expertise on the, the, the gaming aspect the live service stuff, um, their technology as well. And if, if so, I mean, Sony doesn't have a lot of first-person shooters, right? And Microsoft has bought all the freaking iconic <laughs> first-person shooters that exist right now, Doom, Quake, Call of Duty, Halo, so on and so forth. So like, you know, at some level, you you want to even the playing field, even just to have a first-person shooter that can be on your platform, you know, that, that'll stay multi-platform too. So I, I think it's more about gaming for Sony, and I think for Bungie, it's about that extra content that you talked about. But
2: that's not sure. I, mean, I don't, it don't know. Like it could, have, could, have could be a 50-50. This is why it's like a good partnership, I suppose. It is. Yeah, it really absolutely. does feel like it's two parties that came together like, you got exactly what I want. Yeah? You got exactly what I want. Exactly. That's, a, that's, exact, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. Like That's
1: exactly it. It's like, oh, we want live service stuff. Bunch, you have that. Oh, you guys have production studios. We want that. Oh, okay, and you have money. Okay, let's go do that. You know, like, like so. So, um, uh what's his name? Nolan North, right? They said that the reason why they killed off his character, Cade, was because they couldn't afford him. Right? That that may instantly go away. <laughs> like, we may get Cade back. I mean, I I don't know. That's that would be wild. But you know, let's let's say in theory we get like more expensive voice actors to be in Destiny or whatnot. We don't have to worry as much about that. I mean, Northern North already, already has a good relationship with uh, Sony because he's the voice of Nathan Drake, right, in Uncharted. So, I don't know, like, there's there are levels to this that I don't think, I, I think for uh, Bungie is not about gaming. It's about all the extra things. And again, I think from Sony's side of it, it is all about gaming. And all the, the extra things that come along with it, like TV shows and all that stuff, it's like the icing on the the cake but at the core of it it's about gaming and content so yeah it's it's interesting man it's interesting i mean you know we're definitely gonna have a lot more to say about it down the road i'm very curious to see like hear all the the news stories that are going to come out in the following days like oh um microsoft was in talks to buy them for 2 billion but this happened and that happened and then Amazon almost tried to step in and buy them for 10 million and like I we know those stories are coming. I'm I'm I, I always love that type of stuff for later
2: on down the road. Um Can you imagine like being at Amazon or Google. You're trying to get one of these acquisitions and if you turn on the TV, fuck. <laughs> That's the third one, bro. We couldn't even long. We put them all in the stadium commercials. Oh goodness. <laughs> you couldn't see oh, stadium God. without saying destiny and you tell him come on man Yo, oh yeah that's God. actually a good nine, point man bro. yeah
1: they were like they were partnered with them heavy,
2: heavy. 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 Hmm. yeah yeah
0: i feel like a big part of why microsoft didn't buy him is probably because like they're probably in talks and then activision knocked on the door and they're like well, gotta slow down Bungie." But they could do both. <laughs> they could do both. There's got to be something so. else. I, do, do you think like if What's they answered, what Bunchy, and then like bought Activision, it could have been like you know one of those things where like they start to get investigated because of the whole monopoly I,
1: thing. I do think. I do think you're right about that. But I think financially they could have like. Oh yeah, they definitely could have financially. Yeah, because here, here's the he other thing that I'm thinking 100%. about too. Right, and I don't. Again, I don't know how these deals are done. Who knows? But in theory, if Let's say, uh, how do I how do I put this? I feel like Microsoft would be strategic about an acquisition like that, where it's like, okay, well, we have to we have to move on this Activ- Activision thing now. What if we make an investment into Bungie real quick? You know, let's you, give you guys front you guys some money to do this, that, and the other. We can't buy you right now. I mean, this there's probably some laws that that could be broken with that, but like let's let's let you guys hold some money real quick. Don't get bought out. We'll, you know, we'll help you guys with this. We'll make a massive investment in the company, but you guys will still remain independent. So we won't like, we won't have to worry about it being an acquisition. And then like next fiscal quarter after we're next fiscal year, after we're done with this acquisition, then we can announce another acquisition. And then like, it won't look like, Oh, this is a monopoly type of thing. You know, I I feel like there are ways that they could have navigated through that. So the fact that they've, they gone to, to Sony, something Something had to have happened either either Microsoft just flat out walked away from the conversation for some reason or another, or maybe Microsoft wasn't willing to to let them. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make sense, knowing what we know about Microsoft, but maybe Microsoft wasn't willing to just let them be completely independent in the way that they were trying to be. I, again, I don't think that's true because it seems like Bethesda is going to be operating largely independent. Um I don't know, man. I, I'm, again, I'm sure we'll get some sort of story about why this didn't go down for Studio A or Person B or whatever. I'm, I'm sure we'll get some more information about how this came about. And it's, it's definitely very fascinating. I'm very curious to see if there are more acquisitions like this one in particular down the road for any company, really. It doesn't matter whether it's Sony, Microsoft or EA or Take-Two. I mean, it, it it doesn't matter i'm i'm very curious to see if being owned by a company like this but virtually operating (coughs) completely autonomously in this in this day and age like how that's really going to look for other companies so no it's definitely going to be very interesting
0: yeah it does yeah
1: i I think this is a this is a good place to cap it though i you know we definitely had a a pretty healthy (laughs) and lengthy conversation (laughs) about this um and of course we're gonna talk about a lot more um you know this. This isn't as big as the Activision Blizzard thing, and obviously, I still think that's the biggest story of this year. But you know, it seems like uh, we're probably going to hear a little bit more about a couple more companies getting acquired soon enough. So
2: it's big for me, Brad Pause.
1: It's definitely big for us, but you know, in the context of game the gaming world, not as not I as know. big, but definitely as interesting. Definitely. Um, but yeah, across, guys. Uh... <laughs> yeah thank you guys for uh watching again and listening as always um for those of you who are listening on the on the podcast on spotify or apple podcast again you know we do have a youtube page make sure to go check us out make sure to like and subscribe support us as much as you guys can um and with that being said before we get out of here manny let us know where the people can find you
0: you already know uh you can find me on twitch.tv slash as well as TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at GoomasterFlex with the underscore. The only difference is on Instagram is GoMasterFlex underscore TTV. And by everything else, GoomasterFlex underscore and the other ones at GoomasterFlex on Twitch. Word, word.
1: <laughs> Mr. 525, what about you,
0: man?
2: Uh, Y'all know what it is, man. Y'all can catch me on everything at M-A-Y 2-5-T-H X X on everything. Please don't forget the XX. That's it. Oh, Phil, you can pimp pound me. You need to talk. <laughs> Let me come look for you, Phil. You know what the fuck it is. All right, go ahead, man.
1: <laughs> Anyways, guys, you guys can find me at Black Eyes. 8 um, Pretty much everywhere. Only difference is on the TikTok and the Instagram. It's at BlackEyes8 underscore gaming. Also, make sure to check out the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at X-Pack Pod. And on TikTok, you can just search up Expansion Pack Podcast with an X to find us. Um, Thank you guys again for the support. And we will check you guys out next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.